Hi there, I'm Dan, and welcome, or welcome back, maybe, to the Shaw Vineyard Church Podcast. Hey, at the end of this episode, please take just a moment to subscribe in iTunes or in your podcast app of choice. That way, you can get every message from our church straight away on whatever device best suits you. You know, it's our hope that the message that you're about to hear in this episode would encourage you to take your best next step in your faith journey. So let's get straight into it. everybody it's really really nice to see you all having a good catch up um really really nice it's so nice to be back in the whare this morning um and um pardon i i heard a heckler um (laughs) it started already um i'm all good with heckling as long as you're uh you know you can take what you give um (laughs) Kia ora. Um, look, if um, we haven't connected, reconnected yet, Fano, yes, I am happy to come to your home for a meal. Um, and of course, kids and pets are no issue. I just don't hold or touch rodents. Um, and tell, just tell me what you want me to bring, and we're all good. Um, if this is your first time here or you're feeling newish, then invite me over. Um, like, I'm just like a party in a can. Um, But, actually, that sounds dumb. Anywho, um, so, but look, um, if this is your first time and you're visiting, um, know my haerumai, Kite Whare Nui, or Shaw Vineyard. Um, We love having you here. Um, I love um, this whanau. And um, and now and then, um, so, um, ko makerita toku ingoa. And um, now and then we, um, or, or Vic trusts me <laughs> to let me bring a message um, to um, our whanau. So um, this morning, yeah, I'm up. But um, yeah, I love our whanau. And that's kind of where this message this morning is coming from. Um, because um, uh, it's a message of encouragement. And it's a message of encouragement for all of us. Um, now, I'm going to scare you for a little bit um, and start with, because um, this message of encouragement is about our influence, right? But I'm going to scare you by showing you a photo. And the photo is from 1982. For those of you who have seen this photo, don't spoil it for everyone, please. Um, and um, for those of you who haven't, in 1982, colour photographs did exist, but for yearbooks in a South Auckland school, they did not. So it's black and white, and I want you to see if you can spot me. Okay, I hear recognition. That's fantastic, because yes. Yes. Well done, well done, right? And um, and this morning in um, you know, and hey, so I'm bringing vulnerability right up front, eh? Um, but this morning in this message of encouragement in terms of our influence, um, I want to um, take a look at um, and give you a view um, from the shoulders of giants because that young girl that um, she was quite young, and she still is, um, but that young girl that you that you um, saw there. Right? When you look at that picture, she's not looking at the camera, right? And um, she was a young girl that lacked confidence. Um, she was a young girl that, um, I mean, she, she lacked it so much she couldn't look at the camera, right? Cameras were um, awful 
for her. Um, she also, um, this was when the early seeds um, were starting to sprout of um, lies, like, I'm not good enough. Yeah, Lies like, I'm not smart enough. I'm not rich enough, I'm not pretty enough, like everything that could happen. Um, this is when that all started. But God brought along in my life Elijah's and Naomi's that um, because of their influence has, um, you know, because I'd love to go back and encourage that young girl and let her know, like, hey, it's all good because you actually end up doing a lot of public speaking and you're okay at it. Yeah, I want to go back and, and let her know that um, she's, she can't take a selfie to save herself, um, but neither can her Gen X friends. Um, however, she's all good in front of a camera. Yeah? Um, so I'd love to go back and encourage her um, with that. But, um, but this morning, I really want to show you, you know, and share with you how God brought her Elijah's and Naomi's. Now, why would I choose Elijah's and Naomi's? Well, um, the people of Israel... Um, when they were given the commandments, right? And you'll find this in the Old Testament. In um, Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 5 to 9, um, they were given the commandments, and then uh, they were given this one, which is, whoops, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. Lots of people can recite that, that Bible verse, right? Um, but these commandments that are given to you today are to be on your hearts, right? And it goes on to say in verse 7, um, or was that verse 8? Verse 8. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up, right? And then you're not just talking about it, you're doing. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Now, it's a bit of a stretch to think that that means tattoo scripture on you, but, you know, um, it's active. This is about active. It's not just talking. You're doing, right? Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. How many people had the Last Supper picture in velvet on their walls? No, because... You didn't live in South Auckland. Okay, but we did. I'm proud. And... Um, so tie them as symbols. This is, this is the command to love the Lord your God with everything, right? And so this morning, um, as I talk about the um, Elijah's and Naomi's um, of my life, I, I, I want to encourage you in terms of being Elijah's and Naomi's, but also in looking for the Elijah's and Naomi's that will help to... Um, to form your spirituality, that will help to build your confidence, um, that will help you to live freely, because that's what they did for me. Yeah, I learnt about freedom in the kingdom of God. So let's take a look at, um, at these two. So Elijah, right? Elijah was um, a prophet, and so um, the things that people mostly know about prophets is that they are the spokesperson for God right? Um, and so Elijah, as a prophet, would get the word direct from God and give it to the people. But, um, you know, that required it, and he had a great faith, because some of the words were not fun, yeah? Because that's the thing about prophets, is some of them are just downright brutal um, with what they're speaking, but they're giving God's word, right? 
But the, the, um, Elijah's, Elijah had great faith. He brought challenge, right? With his great faith, because Elijah was someone who was actually taken up to heaven alive, right? And so that has been considered, uh, that, that can be put down to the fact that he was a man of great faith, right? Now, um, one of the other things too was miracles. Elijah restored a widow and her son, into community um, because he helped them to survive. Yeah, Widows were never treated very well. Elijah saw her need and addressed her need and restored her. Um, Elijah um, also, you know, um, with the miracle of raising a boy from the dead. And then, um, who knows the biggest story of Elijah that is like, that's the topic of songs and the, the topics of posters. Anybody know what that story is? Mount Carmel, right? And so this is where he had a showdown with the prophets of Baal, who is um, a foreign god and an idol, and he had a showdown with them to see who is the real god, call down fire. So they, you know, all of the, the false prophets, they were dancing around and whatnot, and they couldn't call down fire, right? And, um, and then, of course, Elijah prayed to God, and the one true God, and fire came down and annihilated not just the sacrifice, but all of them. So brutal, told you. Um, so it's kind of why I like him a bit too. Um, and, you know, and he was so wise and he understand, uh, understood the value of seasons. So he brought along a young man called Elisha. God told him, bring a, take along this young, young man called Elisha. And he grew Elisha up in the ways of God. Yeah? And so he, he understood that it was about seasons, that he wouldn't be the one who would necessarily carry on this great work. He had, he had miracles, fantastic, but along came, because of his work with Elisha, Elisha actually had double the amount of miracles that are recorded for Elijah. So, Naomi. Um, Naomi's story actually is part of Ruth's story, and Ruth is um, noted in um, Scripture. She has a book that talks about her whole story, but her story doesn't start without Naomi. It's actually Naomi's story that starts it all. And, um, and for Naomi, Naomi was um, an Israelite who, um, like it says there, she hoped through great loss. So Naomi and her family were, um, they had to move from a famine-stricken land, which was her homeland, and they had to go to a foreign land. And in this foreign land, they had to make a way. So they made a way. She had two sons. They had two sons, um, her and her husband. And, her two, and, and so her two sons took wives in this foreign land. But then she experienced the great loss of the death of her husband and the death of her sons. Yeah? And it happened quite quickly. And so she was left with two daughters-in-law. And um, her hope and her great faith meant that she then said, I need to go back because widows. Yeah, widows aren't taken care of very well, remember? And so um, she said, I need to go back to my homeland, but I understand that you girls might want to go back to your families. And one of them did, and Ruth decided no. And the story is so well known because they had this, this absolute connection, which because for, you know, for Ruth to give up going back to her family and stay with Naomi, there must have been a special kindness, 
just a special relationship and mothering that happened in that re- in that relationship. And you know, and so it's sad these days when I hear people mock their mothers-in-laws, right? Because it's like, hey, the model is actually really good, yeah, for a mother-in-law. But hey, we can't always help who our mother-in-law is. So hey, and I don't have one, so hey, I can say that, right? Um, and Naomi understood loyalty, okay, because Ruth was loyal to her. And then when they went back to Naomi's um, homeland, Ruth um, learnt all about the God of Israel. And so, you know, Naomi grew her in the faith. And so, you know, and then because of Naomi's loyalty to Ruth, and then her loyalty to Ruth included finding her another husband. And because of that loyalty, the loyalty came back to both of them because um, a man called Boaz took Ruth as his wife. And that, that, I mean, that story is just phenomenal because how that happened is like, of course it was God. But it was just, you know, everybody goes, oh, it's God incidence. It's, it's fine. It's coincidence, God incidence, whatever you want to call it. But it was a beautiful, beautiful story of how they experienced the loyalty of this man who had, he didn't have to take them on, and he did. So those are the Elijahs and the Naomi's, right? And the Elijahs and Naomi's that God brought into my life helped me do this, because this verse in Micah 6 verse 8 is a verse that I hold dear to my heart in terms of when I think about, when I'm in a situation and I go, what do I do here? I do this, Right? Because it says, this is good. The scripture says, this is good. And this is what God wants of you. To act justly. To love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. And the Naomi's and the Elijah's helped me to work out how to do that. How to do it real. How to do it with tears. How to move through the pain. um, And how to do it with flair. But it was the Elijah's and Naomi's that did that for me. So... Here's some things um, that I have learnt um, on the shoulders of giants. Why on the shoulders? Because it's been at the times that they've had to carry me that I've learnt most of these lessons, right? And the fact that they would want to carry me is amazing, right? And so I want to encourage you, look for the people, Look for the people who are, are wanting to do life with you and want to help carry you, that you can then turn around and also help carry them through times, right? Look for those people. So when we look at um, these lessons that I've had um, from them, perspective, right? Now, they've helped me with perspective because I grew up in in, um, in church in a very traditional Samoan um, way of church and um, and so and my life was all about compliance yeah I needed to be compliant and I was very compliant um, if you know me now <laughs> not so much um, but I've learned freedom right but freedom does not mean um, rebellion yeah but I've learned how to be free and, um, and to live um, under obedience to God's word and his call and, um, and his will. So I'm sorry I have to keep taking my glasses on and off, but I can't see the screen and my notes at the same time. But pers- Which is all about perspective, right? <laughs> Chit. Just like I planned. Um, <laughs> 
right? We have to know when to do that, right? But, you know, with perspective, the people that, that God brought into my life helped me, you know, to identify. People don't know what they don't know. So the way I was raised, right, my parents only knew how to parent from what they knew, right? And I love and honour my parents for giving it all because they gave up their life in Samoa so that I would get a, a great education, right? And so that I would have better opportunities and my siblings as well. So, but I still didn't know what I didn't know and it needed people that God brought into my life to be Elijah's and Naomi's to help me see. But this is the way of the kingdom, yeah? So, you know, I honour, um, I lived, you know, some of you know that I used to live with a family um, and, uh, and, and it was a family of their pastors in the vineyard, Matt and Jacinda, and I used to live with them for a very long time. So their girls have grown up with me in their lives. And, uh, and you know, from them, I learned this other perspective of how to raise kids, that, that kids have a voice. Wow, right? Um, I learned that, um, how to, that how to do family life, that it's okay in terms of um, everybody having an opinion. It's fine. But what do we know? We love each other and we've got each other's backs and we think the best of each other. Right, so I was able to learn this other perspective of life, and that, and you know, that um, perspective started so early on for me because when I was growing up in, in traditional Presbyterian church, we had like a Samoan part of the congregation, Uwean, Cook Island, and Pakeha, and um, Mrs. Ray, who was um, my Sunday school teacher, she was the first person that I saw was like, okay, she matches what I see in the Bible in terms of how to be a person who follows Jesus, whereas my family, not so much, right? We do the stuff, but I don't see the, the stuff that I see of Mrs. Ray in terms of character. And so Mrs. Ray was a giant who recognised potential in me, who recognised that I was seeking this, and she recognised this and then... Um, got me to help in Sunday school to start with and then helped me to learn more about scriptures and develop a love of scripture. And that's, that's one of those, um, those lessons that I've learned on the shoulders um, of giants is to have a passion for the word of God, right? The word of God is truth, yeah? Now, that doesn't mean you read it literally and and that, you know, it tells you everything because, of course, the Bible doesn't deal with everything. The, the Bible doesn't deal with homosexuality, yeah? The, the Bible doesn't deal with, um, in, in today's context, it doesn't deal with social media, right? So, so we, uh, you know, but the passion for God's word is that, the, is that God's word is true. The people that, um, the giants that helped me through with that were my, some of my lecturers at Bible College, men like, um, you might not know, Brian Hathaway, Chris Marshall, David Crawley. Um, you know, if you know these men, you will know that they are men who are passionate about the Word of God. And, and uh, you know, they helped me to understand, to hold on to truth when everything, when you go to a Bible college, gets questioned. Right, your faith just gets sh shaken, and so you have to work out why do I believe what I believe. 
um, you know, the word of God um, as well through a friend of mine called Leslie Ann, who, um, you know, she did brave things for the kingdom of God. She was baptizing um, people in China in bathtubs because if they were found, they'd be um, put to death. She was planted churches in Russia before any Western churches were in there. Yeah, so um, you know, Leslie did these amazing things. Her her courage was came back to her love for the Word of God, and so I caught that, right? And so, do you see these things that you love can be caught? And so, I, you know, those were some of the lessons that helped. The Word of God is things that I've come back to. Those lies that that girl um, believed. Back in 1982, that, that started to take root in, in 1982, those lies can only be quashed by the word of God. And, um, you know, also uh, it, it talks, one of the lessons that I had was the appreciation of image bearers. So who are image bearers? Who are bearers of the image of God? Everybody. Everybody. Right, and how much did that help me, and how much did my friend Rob help me when I was working at Corrections, and I had to walk into a room for 12 weeks in a row with a group of offenders who were trying to help them address their offending behaviour and thinking, and I look at them, and I see image bearers. I don't see drug dealers. I don't see the wife bashers. I don't see um, you know, the armed robbers or the gang members. I see image bearers, even though they can't see it. But what that helped me to do was to love them and treat them with dignity and respect. And these are things that I learned from this guy, Rob, who was my co-facilitator in that room for 12 weeks. I have learnt vulnerability, right, and that it is okay to be seen, right. I now have an up-to-date photo which I'm, um, I didn't, I couldn't find. <laughs> I don't know why, but of me um, just a few years ago with my hair out like that, right, and um, because I'd like to go back and tell that young girl. GHDs are coming, um, but um, and they, you know, so so it, it's like, I, but I put my hair out there before I, I go to the hairdresser, and it's big, right? But in this picture, it's so different. I'm smiling, and I'm happy, and I'm carefree because it's like, so what, right? Um, <laughs> probably not so vulnerable that I'll sit up here and talk to you with that hair, but you know, we need each other. Right, And I have amazing people that God has brought into my life by the most randomest of things. I mean, who would think that a music festival would mean that I would end up with people who are champions of me now, who look after me, who when I'm exhausted, I go to their house, I have a room. Yeah, and, and so who would think that in the most bizarre, you know, all of these situations that God would bring me an Elijah and Naomi from that? But he did. And, um, and, and, you know, my life is better for it. So I want to finish off with um, a couple of things, right? I want to finish off with, um, with three wero or ngāpohiri um, invitations um, for us um, as a people. And, you know, it's really interesting because this is not a setup, but I had worked this message out before I heard Vic's message last week. I wasn't even here last week. Um, and um, 
and and that's you know that's just incredible that he talked about connection because connection is a key thing, right? In terms of um, challenges for us, um, firstly, I'll start with speaking life, right? Speaking life is is a challenge because it's about you understanding your words matter, all words matter, all words, right? Um, now. I can be a really good, um, oh, I was going to say whinging Wendy, but we've got a Wendy in the room, so it's terrible. <laughs> I, I, I will not speak, but I, I can be a really whingy wonder, no wonders in the room, um, I, you know, when I get to it. Um, but I have a fantastic woman in my life, and she, she happens to be my boss, right? But she is amazing in terms of someone who can help me turn around and reframe my complaining, right? Help me to be grateful. And, um, and, and, you know, and she helps me to be able to speak life into situations because she speaks life into me. And life includes, she challenges me. Just on Friday, we were having a chat about something and she says to me, oh, is that your pride? And I was like, ouch, right? Um, but, you know, we love each other. And so we do this because we love each other. Right, and so so speak life. Look for the situations where you can always speak life um, into people. Um, the um, second one is connection. Right, it is so important to stay connection uh, to to get connected and stay connected. And um, two of my heroes and um, my Naomi and Elijah's um, are here, you know, in, in Alfano because it's Vic and Fran, right? And there was a time where so I've been in this in this church for about ten years, right? But for the first probably five or six, I was hardly at church, right? but they stayed connected with me. I had a heart attack and I wasn't, this was 10 years ago, I wasn't really, I was just on the, the not really in this church. Vic came to the hospital, sat with me, and we talked rugby. It was awesome, right? That's all, and he came twice, not once, twice. But, you know, I loved it because all we did was talk rugby, right? I didn't need anybody telling me how, I was overworking myself, and you know, it's like I just needed to talk rugby, right? But he kept connected to me, Vic and Fran. From then on, even though I wasn't at church, um, they they would meet me for coffee every now and then. So if you get if you get a request for coffee, just go have a coffee. There's no agenda. They're not trying to get me into church. They were just fine with where I was at. They just wanted to connect with me, right? And um, and so that meant. That, that has just helped to, to restore me into, back into church, right? And then from there, I still couldn't quite make it into church services, right? But I went to home group. And then I had another Elijah and Naomi um, in there where I had Robin and Nerida who ran this home group. And it helped restore me and my faith in community, right? And, um, and hey, Rob, we just had like... We just had a whole bunch of whoever's in there, you know? It wasn't like like people, right? So it wasn't a home group just for, for parents with older kids or parents with younger kids or, you know, or, or um, you know, single hot chicks. Um, it was... <laughs> see, confidence. Um, but we had this, this just eclectic group of people, but it worked, right? Because it was a picture of the kingdom of God. 
yeah? And so without them actually inviting me, and this is one of the things about getting connected, getting connected means helping others get connected. Invite, the power of invitation is amazing. They invited me along to home group, I went, loved it, you know? It's like, and that's where I started, from there I started to come back into church, right? So getting connected, I encourage you to do that this year. Okay, invite me over for a meal um, or for coffee, that's fine. Um, but, you know, come to camp out, right? Oh, now, princess don't do camping, so I use, I have a unit. Like, I, I always go into a unit. So, like, yeah, hey, Chris. So, units, there's units, there's all sorts of options, okay? Um, but, um, you know, it's, it's a great thing to be a part of, right? And, and, you know, hey, if you get me on your tug-of-war team, you'll win. Serious. I beat out um, Graydon because he was anchoring the other team and I was anchoring our team and yeah, we knocked them out. Um, so get con getting connected is not about winning, but you win. Um, <laughs> but then, you know, my final challenge for you is an invitation is to trust the God of process, right? Um, trust the God of process, trust the pace. Trust the faith tests, trust the wisdom, trust the discipline, um, because, you know, God's giants that he puts into um, your world, their hearts are towards you, yeah? Because God's heart is towards you. I started the, the, the um, you know, this um, message with the slide that said, before you knew me, right? Before you knew me, God knew me, and God knew okay, she's going to be an idiot at this age, so I'm going to put these people in her life, right? And so he looks ahead and he knows you. He sees you. And so I pray that he, your eyes would be opened to see the opportunities that you have to be Elijah's and Naomi's, that you would be able to see the opportunities where you might have influence on um, a little girl from South Auckland that you never even thought what's going to be in your world. Bless you. Hey, once again, thanks for listening. And if you're in the Forest Hill or the Bays area of Auckland's North Shore, we would so love to have you at our next service this Sunday. You can get details on service times and more info on our kids and student environments by visiting svc.org.nz. That's svc.org.nz. Hope you have a great day and we'll see you next time here on the podcast.